the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Story of stocks yesterday, the story of my life. I hate it when I like a bop song. Guilty. Um... The story of stocks yesterday, banks and industrials were higher, tech and crypto lower. Big story in crypto overnight. One of the biggest heists ever has hit crypto. It will be interesting to see hmm, how that has a ripple effect or plays out in the price of crypto, as well as the trust. As of today, not that much happening in crypto. Um, in fact, it's playing 2% higher. That's a pretty good tune considering there was just an $800 million heist. Um, let me check that real quick. That could be $600 million. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story is what I always like to say. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's see. $600 million. Yes, $600 million. Hackers started to return some of it. So if you had your wallet with a group that got hacked, whoa, like that's not supposed to be able to happen. Probably gonna be human error though, right? Because the technology is supposed to be that kind of good. Today in the news, July consumer prices jumped 5.4%, but the core inflation rose less than expected. We'll talk about that as the show is on. The White House is calling on OPEC to boost oil production as gasoline prices are rising. OPEC, the oil-producing, exporting countries. Uh, they're kind of a cartel. It's kind of in their name. Um, they're a small group of countries in the world who have a lot of the oil. And uh, when they say cut production, there's less supply. And when there's less supply and demand goes up, uh-oh, watch out. Coinbase had a great quarter. Um, in large part because Bitcoin is becoming more accepted. I did not hit this yesterday because it didn't hit me until the end of the day. And I heard the story that for like the third time of the day that AMC movie theaters is going to start accepting Bitcoin by, I think, the end of the quarter or the end of the uh, year. They said one of the two. That doesn't matter to me. What matters inside this story is something along the lines of a movie? You can go to a movie? Like one of the problems that we had about uh, alternative currencies before was they're probably largely used by uh, mafia type you know scenarios, crimes, blackmailing terrorists. It's untraceable, right? But when you say, well, I saw the new Indiana Jones film, and yes, they are making a new Indiana Jones film, and yes, it has Harrison Ford in it, and no, it's not directed by Steven Spielberg. All recipes for distress when you have 
yet again, Harrison Ford, who always seems to get injured on set now. Good for him, though, right? He's out there. He's in a boot. So let's take a look at some of the stories um, from yesterday and a little bit of today. Big story yesterday was New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is resigning over allegations he sexually harassed at least 11 women. His successor is a woman, and that's kind of a weird coincidence. I guess it's not weird. It's just a coincidence. Uh, she's become the first ever female governor of the state when she assumes the role 13 days from now. Um, you can't abuse power, so you can't get high on power. Uh, I know someone I used to uh, know well who, as he got a little bit richer, and we're talking like not that rich, but as he started to, it all went to his head. And suddenly he had to have new things and new people around him. So Cuomo, as power goes, get, as you get, a, it probably had to be pretty great to be on the news cycle and being told you're a great governor, you're saving New York, or you're an awful governor, you're saving, you're killing New York, and you know, screw you, Mr. President, screw you, Mr. Governor. Like that had to be kind of. It wasn't shocking that he resigned, but you could see where the power high comes. From. No. Um. So be careful, even when you get a little bit of wealth, don't change who you are. Uh, when you get a little bit of power. Don't change who you are. The Senate did a thing yesterday. What thing did they do? That thing was a $1 trillion infrastructure bill that will fund everything from roads and bridges to broadband networks and EV charging stations. We say $1 trillion, but new spending is going to count for about $550 billion of the package, while the rest is previously approved funding. Okay. Some of the money is not clawed back, but it wasn't used during covid during the Great Depression in 1933, the federal government spent 2.9% of the U.S. GDP on infrastructure. We're not hitting that mark. Um, the Great Depression, the way we got out of it was government and doing things like the New Deal and throwing down what would amount to trillions today on infrastructure. 2.9% of the US GDP back then would have been about 4 trillion today. And that's what we roughly spend annually on our defense budget. So putting public infrastructure as a spend item, it, it is shocking when you see a trillion dollars. But when you see how much that goes to workers' salaries and how much that comes back in taxes, and how you increase commerce with better roads and bridges and, and airports. Sometimes it's a good investment. They say that you should spend at least 1% of your home's value every year in improvements and ma maintenance and improvements. And that number obviously can be sometimes much higher if you have termites or other issues. So I do prevention of maintenance on the termites, but I do get it power washed because the dirt tends to uh, lead to corrosion. So. Prevention and maintenance, not a bad way to go. A lot cheaper than maintenance. 71% of Americans over the age of 18 are at least partially vaccinated. Uh, if you're not reading a broad swath of news, there are a lot of children who are getting COVID now. A lot of people under 18. The top two groups are unvaccinated and people under 18. And for some, it is very serious. And that, all it takes is one or two for it to be you. So be cautious, be smart. Um, I'll leave it at that. 
Lionel Messi, considered by many to be the best soccer player in the world, flew to France as he has now been sold from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain. Not a lot that I want to get into as far as um, soccer salaries, but on the international soccer scene, Paris Saint-Germain is relatively newcomer as far as powerhouses. Um, and the CEO said something interesting. He goes, whatever we pay him, we will get back tenfold in jerseys sold, in tickets sold, in TV contracts. Uh, and again, it's all about the product you put on the field. Same thing with Wall Street. If Intel has a better chip than AMD, guess what's going to happen? People are going to notice it. The reason AMD has risen to power over Intel on some levels, not all levels, not on mass production, is because they got better chips, more power efficient, more what gamers and uh, server stations want. You can find me online, Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I put my heart and soul into this business for 20 plus years. I will always work for you. I will always do what's best by you as far as quality of content. And when the time comes to step aside, I will. I'm good with that concept. Um, I hope you are too. One of the stocks that I own, because I don't really buy a lot of individual stocks. I haven't bought any individual stocks this year that I can think of. And I say that because I've recently joined another company, EP Wealth, and I want to be careful how I integrate into their system. Um, but when the time is right and there's a move to be made, I will let you know. Um, I have bought a stock or two this year, but I'm not talking about it now because I can't think of the name. <laughs> I can't think of the issue that I bought or when I bought it. Oh, the headlines out there are fantastic today. A boozy version of Mountain Dew is coming soon. Can I make that up? Probably can't. Um, I know you're saying yesterday you talked about a satellite in space that you can put an advertisement on a satellite and it takes a selfie stick and it, it has a picture of the planet Earth behind it. And what are the flat earthers going to think of that? And there's actually going to be a YouTube channel tied towards also. So at any point in time, you can check out what the satellite's ad is. I find that fascinating. But this one's even better. Pepsi and Boston Beer team up to deliver boozy Mountain Dew. And Lordy knows, I'm really happy Uber and Lyft are out there because as a father, knowing that kids who do get drunk have that option is, is fantastic. Self-driving cars is a great idea for the, the, the kid who has one too many. So don't drink and drive. But PepsiCo is coming out with hard Mountain Dew. And you kind of knew this hat was coming. When you get the hard seltzers two years ago, the Trulies and the White Claws, we're going to turn in a couple years ago. You're like, what's hard lemonade? And you, you had a hard lemonade. You're like, oh, that's hard lemonade. Hard basically means alcoholic. So Mountain Dew is one of those drinks that's too sweet not to. It's almost like um, one of those uh, vodka and jolt, cold, not jolts. Um, oh, now I can't think of my energy drinks. 
monster. Um, so when you have like a monster beverage and alcohol, it's kind of a mixer for young people. It's not exactly sophisticated, but hard Mountain Dew. I don't know how I feel about it. So did you know Mountain Dew is 80 years old? That's fascinating to me. There's some things that you like, I did not expect that. So I started the segment by saying, I haven't really bought any stocks. I'm comfortable with what I have in stocks right now. And that changes on occasion. I have, no, okay. My 401k has bought stocks every two weeks. And my Acorns account has bought stocks every week. So by not individuals per se, a collection of individuals. So, okay, 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 okay. Um, Disney is a stock I own and it's a stock I want to talk about. I own it because I want to give it to my kids. Uh, my kids are way too young to understand what I will be giving them, but I will be giving them a company that's 80 plus years old. I will be giving them a company that's entertainment that everyone knows from childhood to death. When you say the word Disney, someone has a concept of what you're talking about, I believe. Is the stock expensive? Yes, because everyone in the world knows about Disney. I'm doing a story today on Disney that it tells me everything I need to know. I'm doing PR for them because I'm so appalled at the story. Disney World announced more details about its new Galactic Star Cruiser hotel. And, okay, so Disney bought the rights to Star Wars uh, Lucasfilms a few years back, right? And they came out with three of the movies. And we're like, yeah, that's actually a pretty satisfying ending. Or, yeah, better than the first three movies. We all had opinions. And then The Mandalorian comes out and we all poop our pants with the excitement. Like, baby Yoda! It's a smart company, but this is even smarter. So what they've done is they're going to open up a galactic star cruiser hotel that, as best as I can tell, doesn't have windows. So when you look out your window, you'll see space. So it's pretty cool. In theory, you're going to feel like you're on a galactic star cruiser. They're going to have cast members because they don't call them employees. They're going to have cast members dressed up as Chewbacca and stormtroopers, uh, walking around and giving you high fives. But even more so than that, guess what they're going to do? They're going to turn it into a two-night adventure experience where you are the star of a Star Wars film. It doesn't feel like it's for kids, but it obviously will appeal to some kids, right? There's lightsaber experiences. There are interstellar entertainment. There's characters hanging around. Uh, ultimately, you're in a Star Wars life. And, of course, you're dressed <laughs> as a typical Floridian on vacation where you got the big Hawaiian shirt that barely fits. The buttons are bursting. The, the cargo pants that are, are, how shall we say, one size fits all called jumbo. Um, but, yeah, you get to fight Darth Vader and probably get to beat him is my thought. How much for this two nights accommodation? On Disney Adventure, I think it's Disney Adventures is where it's happening. Disney World. It's I've never been to Disney World, so I don't know how the parks are set up um, and how close they're laid out to each other. But don't let that get in the way of a good story. How much for this experience? Two nights. Two night experience where you are the hero. And keep in mind, every now and then you'll see on you'll watch Shark Tank on Friday night. And you'll be a little bit. Uh, boozy drunk on your hard mountain dew and you'll go wow what they're gonna have a zombie hollow uh, thrill park where you get to go through 
a haunted cornfield and be chased by awesome. And you're like that kind of live entertainment where we're taking it to the next level where you get to be part of the experience of the walking dead. Same thing here, but with star Wars, how much is Disney going to charge for this two night experience for two people? It's more for a kid. Just say, so if you add a kid. So for two adults, it's $4,800. So a hotel room, $4,400 essentially. The most expensive hotel night in Disney right now is about 675. Keep in mind, they're coming up with another kind of one of these crazy resorts where you get to be in an Avenger world. Um, you get to eat foods like Black Panthers, Wakandia's uh, versions, and Scarlet Witch's Sokovia. So um, that'll be immersive, but not as immersive as this. And if you go to YouTube right now, YouTube's the number two search engine in the world, in my opinion. Two most valuable. Um, and just hit Galactic Star Cruiser Disney World Hotel. You will be amazed. $4,800 for two nights for two. $5,200 if you add a kit. Well, $5,300 because it's $5,299. Don't forget in California and taxes of 10%. Not so much in Florida. But you get the idea. Um, that's why I like owning shares at Disney. People will pay this. And there'll be no shortage of demand. I don't know if people are going to pay $400,000 for a six-minute trip into space. But I know pay $5,000 for a weekend getaway where you're uh, a Jedi. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com, the one, the only briefing.com, the first place I start my morning each and every morning, the page one to be exact. Well, sometimes it's not quite up because I'm up earlier than the page one, but pretty darn close. Mr. O'Hare, how are you doing today? Hi, Rob. Doing well, thanks. Good to be back with you. Good to be here as well, and thanks for uh, joining us. Um, I don't really have a good pulse on the market. I'm kind of not looking at it recently. I don't know why. I'm looking at the inflation. I'm looking at everything except for the closing numbers. I think maybe because we've had 47 all-time closing highs this year, I'm kind of just assuming we're at or near those. Um, what do you make of, of the recent market action? Well, it's been uh, a little wishy-washy. Um, you know, in that uh, you are right, we are near uh, at record highs, basically, for the Dow and the S&P 500. They both hit record and um, record closing highs yesterday, as well as intraday highs. Uh, but it's been sort of a, um, this week in particular, just kind of like this seesaw action. You know, it's like what was down on Monday was up on Tuesday and then um, yeah, and vice versa. So and we've seen this kind of on again, off again, rotational trade for some time. And so what we have is a market right now that looks to be in kind of a bit of a consolidation mode. There's just not a lot of um, convincing leadership at this point, which I guess is really not altogether surprising. We've, we've, we've made the move to record highs in the midst of the Q2 earnings reporting season, which was fabulous. Um, you saw uh, numbers for Q3 and Q4 go up, which is nice to see. Uh, but the earnings reporting period is over uh, for the most part. And so now you kind of enter this sort of, um, uh, period of, of what's next, you know, and there's some attention now turning to the political landscape and, um, you know, a good bit of uncertainty there on that front. And so 
Yeah, I think you just have a market that's cooling off here, you know, waiting to see, you know, uh, what unfolds with respect to Fed policy and fiscal policy. Okay, so fiscal policy, probably the number one thing we should talk about, the infrastructure bill, looks like 550 billion new spending, some money from the unspent world of COVID bailouts. Uh, is that infrastructure bill going to move the needle for a sector, for maybe the S&P 500, maybe for industrial ETFs? Is that, do you follow the money there or do you go, eh, not that impressive? Well, it has to pass to, to okay. begin with. So, Fair you enough. know, it passed the Senate. Um, and it's, it's not a slam dunk that it's going to, you know, get through the House uh, because okay. the House is uh, seemingly tying it to the passage of the three and a half trillion dollar plan that's now being debated in the, in the Senate with respect to what they call human infrastructure. And um, um, it, it, it's really hard to determine here. You know, this is this is one of the sources of uncertainty that I was referring to. Uh, and and obviously, if, if if they did come to pass, uh, that's a whole lot of yeah, that's a whole lot of new money. You know, that's going to be very helpful for those sectors that are, are leveraged toward uh, helping to build out infrastructure, you know, like the industrials and the uh, material sectors, right? Um, you know, that should be should be a good thing. I think I think you've seen some of those stocks, though, um, uh, already, you know, increase on the basis of, of there, you know, being some, some scope for a bipartisan plan. Uh, we saw that you know, months ago, and the, the talk of it picked up. You know, you saw the cyclical names start to pick up on on the hope that it will be passed. But um, you know, but they're also being elevated too by the realization that you know, economic activity, irrespective of what happens with the infrastructure plan, is is running pretty good, pretty strong um, on a global basis, even. But particularly here in the United States, and so uh, so you're seeing some good you know earnings results. Um, out of those sectors that are leveraged more toward infrastructure, you're seeing, uh, hearing good guidance. You're also hearing the uh, uh, talk of pricing power. Um, and so, so it's, it's kind of hard to draw the line between whether they're being driven by infrastructure optimism or just pure underlying economic uh, activity. Um, but, um, you know, we, if, if, if these infrastructure bills do not pass, particularly the bipartisan one, um, then you probably see those stocks come off a bit uh, because right. of that. Okay. I'm going to skip the inflation commentary. We'll come back to that if we have time. But one of the headlines out there this morning is teachers union decision to back vaccine mandates with surging COVID cases. It feels like a lot of our audience has fear on what could happen to the economy if another round of Delta comes along. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think is going to happen if another round of COVID comes along um, and we're starting to talk <laughs> about school shutdowns or interruptions or not quite as smooth of a fall as we we're expected? Because it feels like that's probably imminent based on what's happening in other parts of the United States. And again, I'm not a scientist. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I would I'd have to approach it, you know, from a market analyst perspective. And if, you know, if we get to that point, well, then, you know, clearly the Fed's not moving you know, at that juncture. And so the, okay. you know, the stock market might say, Hey, well, we're, we're going to be, I don't know if stuck is the right word. We're going to be graced with uh, zero interest rates for that much longer now. And, you know, maybe you don't see, 
you know, you maybe get a little initial fallout in the market. But I, I really, you know, I, I, I have some doubts as to whether we would ever get into a mode, you know, of where, you know, you're moving into a lockdown period again. I mean, unless you have to see the emergence of a variant that really is not uh, treatable with the vaccines. You know, if, if the vaccines are not effective against some new variant and, and all reports indicate that the vaccines on the market right now are certainly effective, very effective in preventing severe illness and hospitalization and vaccinated individuals, I think you'll still see a bias toward keeping things open and, uh, and um, you know, and, um, and not sinking the economy again with, with shutdown measures. So that's the real, you know, that's the real wild card, right? Uh, but absent something that can't be dealt with based on the vaccines that are currently available, um, you know, we should continue to be, you know, reasonably wide open in terms of the recovery effort. Um, and, you know, what schools do with that, uh, you know, I think that the first line of defense right here will most likely be the, you know, the, the requirements that everyone wears masks regardless of vaccination status. And, you know, and then we'll see where we go from there. It's funny because I get sucked into that headline of potential disruption. And at the same time, I remember Bill Ackman saying, keep in mind, everyone who's getting infected, that's building our herd immunity. He didn't say it like that. But mm-hmm. so I, I, sometimes I can see both sides and sometimes I can't see both sides of the argument or both sides of the story. Anyway, you're a, a gentleman. Let me throw an easy one at you. What do you want to talk about? What do you think we need to, to hit to highlight for the listeners? <laughs> well, um, I guess if, if it's a really easy one, I can have a, a personal experience here. You know, we've heard a lot about the um, shortage of new cars, right? And as well as the shortage of used cars. Um, you know, my family recently was caught in that situation at a vehicle coming off lease. And, uh, and I experienced it firsthand in terms of, you know, trying to negotiate. Well, actually, there was no negotiation on on the new car. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, uh, I was told what I was going to have to pay. Otherwise, someone right behind me would pay it if I didn't. So it's a really crazy market out there, certainly, uh, as it relates to the car shopping experience. Like, you know, I guess if there's maybe a little silver lining um you know, today's CPI report, we did see, you know, used car prices moderated uh, considerably versus June. I think they were up 0.2% month over month versus the 10% plus increase we saw in June. And I think even in in May for that matter. But um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, the the personal anecdote is, is, is what you're reading out there about supply and uh, prices. It's, it's, it's real. You know, and so it's it's tough time out there to be uh, in the market shopping for a new car. I read your uh, write-up on that late last week, and you just hit it, and it just, you were kind of cute because you're like, yeah, we're retiring from a minivan to a sedan, and I think many people <laughs> could uh, compare with our relate to that. So I did read your article. Well, not just proving my point. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, not a sedan though. We're we're still we're in like an SUV, but. Not quite that. Uh, not quite at my dad's level yet in terms of a, a sedan type right. family. <laughs> you said something with four doors. I kind of assumed sedan. Right. It's, totally it's not fair. the blue, blue, blue Mercury that my my dad used to drive when I was a kid. <laughs> We've got about thirty seconds. Any uh, last hits? Uh, inflation numbers today problematic, uh, or do you think the Fed will react to those? Because the headlines were higher, but the core wasn't. And we've got about one minute. 
Sure. Well, I think that the Fed will react, or certainly Fed Chair Powell will react favorably to what we saw today in the July CPI report, um, because there was a moderation in the year-over-year increases, total CPI up 5.4%, which was the same as in June, core CPI uh, up 4.3%, which was down from 4.5% in June. So I think if anything, if just for the, you know, for right now, what it did was that it kind of helped substantiate uh, the peak inflation narrative for proponents of that narrative. And we'll have to see what, what transpires in coming months. The question is just how more, much more will de- inflation decelerate from where we are now, um, or will it remain at these persistently high levels? Yep, the old transitory inflation. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare. I will buy you a hard Mountain Dew in the seasons to come, as one day I will get to Chicago. This is all past. You're with Briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare. Briefing is a reliable source of domestic and international content heavily tied towards the financial markets, whether it be the opening page um, that Patrick O'Hare writes. Brilliant stuff. Last week, he wrote a long piece on buying a car, a used car or a new car, and the cost of it and how that inflation is real to him, even though the headlines didn't feel all that real. And again, I'm paraphrasing there, but I did read the article. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. You can find briefing at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So I'm a big fan of history. And I'm not saying that like I'm a snob. I'm like, I could watch a Adolf Hitler documentary every day of the week. I'm not that guy. Um... So anytime there's a fascinating story, I like going back and figuring the origin stories, like whether it be a superhero or it could be um, the hot dog eating contest on Coney Island. Um, That's fascinating to me because like that's a cultural event and I want to know the history of it. I want to know the the, the roots of it. Um, It makes for a good story. It shows you how I approach investing. And when I found out yesterday that Mountain Dew is 80 years old, I'm like, whoa, 1954, first franchise of Mountain Dew opened up, became commercially available in 1955. Now, Mountain Dew is very similar to in the South, and I went to college in the South. I went to a university. (laughs) I graduated from a university. I don't just say I went, Um, which is fascinating because I have a friend who went to a community college for two years, and we called them Cocos, and then he transferred to Harvard do you think he ever tells anyone he went to a Coco? Uh, my first wife, which is I'm embarrassed to say, as the years go on and on and on, who can have a marriage less than a year? Rob Black can. Um, but I got out quick. I cut my losses and ran. She went to community college for two years, and then she transferred into Berkeley. What was interesting on how she got into Berkeley was she had a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit of American Indian in her. And I always gave her crap, like, yeah, you don't have a right. You got in because of that, because of your ancestors' blood type. Like, she was always mad at me, and you can see why the marriage didn't work. Mountain Dew has a high caffeine content, enough when compared to Coca-Cola. 
The specific reason is unknown. Caffeine is thought to negatively affect a person's fertility. Hmm. Uh, when you're trying to get pregnant, cut out the sodas, apparently. Mountain Dew has 16-ounce cans for those that want something slightly larger. 16-ounce can of Mountain Dew. How much sugar do you think it has in it? 61 grams. Talking about tooth decay. You know, when we go back to the 1950s and the invention of, of Mountain Dew, it would not surprise me if it was a dentist who invented it. Dun, dun, dun! Um, it has a reputation for tooth decay. For some reason, it's considered more harmful. And again, I'm just getting this from Wikipedia facts. Um, I find it, I'm all about product. So, and uh, the truth behind the product is always interesting to watch the story unfold. Bank, who, which bank was this? Was it Bank of America? I thought this was Bank of America. But MasterCard positions itself for growth as consumers are ramping up spending. So they're changing some of the terms of their credit cards to try to get people in the standout areas. So Apple lets MasterCard cardholders make instant transfers from the Apple cash balance. MasterCard enabled support for Wex Pay Card. If you don't know what Wex Pay Card is, good. Wex introduced the idea of the card where businesses can send payroll funds in real time. What you don't know is there is a major battle going on in fintech to be the one banking app that is the universal banking app. So when you hear things like PayPal's adding things like crypto, you're going to soon hear everyone is adding things like crypto. When you hear that trying to do payroll transfers, you're going to hear everyone's going to, because it's, there could be only one. It's like the Highlander. You got to battle it down to one. There's a race to, you know, all things to all people in credit cards. I know you're saying, I didn't think that was real. For the record, I own shares of Visa. I wish I owned shares of MasterCard. Um, I changed some of my allocations late last year, buying a new property and um, diversifying a bit, a large bit. But um, uh, I lost my train of thought. There goes the train. So listen to this. The states with the greatest amount of cases per 100,000. Let's see. Let's do a little history. Um, Alaska is the only one you're allowed to ignore. North Carolina, Kentucky. These are all states with high COVID infection rates right now. North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana. What do they all have in common? Are they A, north of the Mason-Dixon line, B, south of the Mason-Dixon line, or We'll just do A or B. <laughs> I know you're saying, what's the Mason-Dixon line? If you don't know that, then this question is not for you on Jeopardy. Um, Mason-Dixon line was the whole slavery civil war line between the states. So it, I saw that chart yesterday. I was like, those are all south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, it's not lost on me what's happening of vaccinations. And the only reason I care in the end if a stranger dies, I, I don't, it doesn't affect me usually, right? Um, it's how many, it's, it's do we dislocate our economy again? Um, my mom's died of COVID. My 11 year, uh, 10 year, 11 year old niece has COVID still. 
there's a great article on a 16-year-old getting COVID. So for those who think they have healthy immune systems, it's really not about that. So it helps, but it's hitting people with very healthy immune systems. 16-year-old dies of COVID-19 at Jacksonville Hospital. Three more children in intensive care. Florida's uh, infant units are getting overrun at this point in time, and they're running out of beds. That is cray-cray. How is that a story in the 21st century? We just didn't take it seriously enough. U.S. is calling on OPEC and its allies to pump more oil. Oil is a sticky look at inflation right now that Wall Street's kind of eyeballing. Um, if we're paying a lot for gas, that's one of the inflationary things. If we're paying a lot for gas, the truckers are paying a lot for gas. You get the idea. It affects the whole economy. If truckers pay a lot for gas, then the, the product's going to sell for a higher price to offset the cost of delivering it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I've got a podcast. You can find it at Apple and Google um, on your app store um, or inside the apps that you have. Rob Black Show podcast. I'm Rob Black. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 